Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. We are your hosts, Mac and Ken's, trying to podcast on our own these days. And I got to say, it's really difficult. And by on our own, I mean, we're not like in a studio with somebody helping us. And um, I'm really nervous and feel like a robot. <laughs> it just takes some getting used to. Ken's was literally walking around her house carrying her mic, and it was so funny. And we just don't know anything about tech, so it's a hot, it's a whole hot mess. But it is. It's really oh. great because we get to podcast in real time now. Oh no! Yeah. Could you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I totally can hear you. But you're in the yellow. Be careful. Oh, no. Siri (laughs) keeps thinking I'm talking to her. And so it keeps doing that thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, my gosh. I'm in the yellow. Okay, you guys, when we start screaming, it goes to like yellow saying you're talking too loud. So truly, I feel like we are the most like, why is mine still in the yellow? (laughs) Back away. Back away from the microphone. Okay, okay. Okay, guys, we're figuring this out one day at a time. I think I'm, if you just sit back, okay. it'll sound really okay. good. You're looking really close to the microphone. I feel like I need to do like some, some like zen, like to be able to chill some out. Deep breaths. Take okay. a deep breath, kids. Taking a deep breath. Okay. Anyways, Kenz, well, um, you're in wait, Florida. Mag, yeah. Speaking of Florida, I in podcasting. I traveled with this giant microphone yesterday. I'm sure you just threw it in a bag too. Siri, quit thinking I'm talking to you. Oh my gosh. I think you just screamed at the podcast (laughs) listeners. (laughs) I'm sorry, podcast. Okay. So yeah, I traveled and I did throw it in my backpack. It was not in a case or anything. And I was just like, well, hope for the best for this thing. So wow. Yeah. I'm in Florida though. I'm enjoying the sun. I don't know if you guys know, but we're in the middle of a writing project right now, actually at the tail end of a writing project. And um, so it feels really good. I'm kind of like sitting in the sun with no plans and writing and it's just the best. So that's my life. That's lovely for you. I'm jealous of you because I'm over here designing a book. I wish I was writing. I'm putting off writing because I'm mm. working on the other book we have coming out. So well, don't be concerned. We already know it. I'm grumpy me. about it. We already know it takes me about 20 times longer than it takes you, Ms. Valley Victorian over there. So guys, it's true. Every book you read, every story you read, I write a chapter in about uh, two weeks and Mac writes it in two days. So well, sometimes you're fast. Sometimes you like hit a hit a stride and go fast. So it's true. It's true. Anyways, okay. Yeah, but that's enough about our lives, guys. We want to talk about your lives and your dating lives. And so today's yeah. episode, we posted a poll on our Instagram: which episode should we do? Should we talk to the girl who hasn't dated much or has never had a boyfriend, or to the girl who is going through heartbreak and by a landslide? the winner was the girl who has never dated anybody before. And so this has been a topic we've been excited to 
dive into. And so yeah. we have a lot to share with you guys. But we thought for this new little dating and relationship podcast series, like we could share a lot, but we thought let's hear it from the guys themselves. And so each week of this series, we're going to be bringing on a guy to the beginning of each episode and asking him the questions that you want to know. Kins, we got to get juicy questions. We got to really dig in there. Yeah, we do. We do. I um, we're gonna we're gonna be pulling for some good ones. But our first bachelor is quite amazing. I think you guys are gonna love him. His name's Mark. He'll introduce himself to you, and he is single, ladies. So get ready. Look in the show notes. He gives his Instagram handle. It's gonna be amazing. So yes, let's introduce. Let's jump into this. All right. For the girl fam, we are so excited to have Mark with us today. Mark is a new friend. You know, we met him just a couple weeks ago on For the Girl Tour. He was one of our bachelors that we tried to set up with a random girl from the crowd. Mark, wasn't that awesome? Didn't you love that? Yes. That's not something I usually do, but that made a very interesting Friday night for me. What a fun Friday night. Mark, <laughs> literally a friend texted him like two hours before because another one of our guys dropped out and he was there and ready to go and he killed it. And we thought, you know what? We need to hear more from Mark. We're going to bring him on the podcast and just hear a guy's perspective on this whole dating and relationships and how do you do it in a way that honors the Lord and all of the things. And so, Mark, before we jump into some questions for you, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Just a little bit about myself. So my name, obviously, is Mark. I am 26 years old. I am a banker here in the uh, beautiful but very quiet state of Indiana. Shout out to all my hooters out there. I know there's not many, but hey. Um, <laughs> I, in my meantime, uh, when I'm not working or being a PK, because I am a PK, uh, I love to play music. I come from a very musical family, uh, a lot of musicians, a lot of singers. And so that is my very favorite pastime. Um, I'm a big cinephile, which means I love movies. I watch movies anytime I can get it. I always tell people I was born in a theater because that's just my passion. I love movies. And one day I hope to actually uh, make some of my own, but that's, that's a story for a whole nother day. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me though. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love it. You've got the creative musician side, but then you're a banker, you know, your finances, kind of a nerd maybe. So, wow, you really got a lot going on. So what are you looking for in a girl, though, like who is your dream girl out there in the world? Um, Beyonce. Uh, no, kidding. Um, but, uh, <laughs> for me, as far as like um, what I look for in a girl, and I'll keep it real short. Uh, there's five things that I look for when I uh, look for a potential uh, wife. Uh, first, a relationship with God. That's like first and foremost. That's the first thing I ever look for. The second thing I look for is personality and character. How do you act? How do you behave? Those are very important to me. Uh, thirdly, I look for um, family values. Do you value family? Family? Do you have good relationships with your family? Uh, third, I look for, I always say health as well. And so it's like, mm -hmm. you know, how is your mental health? How is your physical health? How is your uh, spiritual health? How is even your financial health? Like those things matter to me. And then the last thing I look for and a potential wife is ambition. You know, are you ambitious about life? Or do you have a go-getter mentality? You know, I don't necessarily mean you have to be 
trying to be some millionaire or whatever the case may be, because a lot of people associate that with someone who's wildly successful. But do you just have something that wakes you up in the morning that just gets you going? Mm. So those are kind of the five things I look for. Love that. Those are good things. Mark knows what he's looking for in a lady. I love it. Uh, Okay, Mark. So we want to ask you some good questions that all the girls might be wondering. So, Mark, how do you feel about a girl making the first move? (laughs) Um, Honestly, I don't. I, I can honestly say I don't mind that. I've never had that experience, so I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I don't know what to expect, but I wouldn't mind it. I, I mean, I've no, I have a few guy friends who, who've been with women who've made the first move and they've loved it. They said it was like great and it made conversations all the more interesting and just made them feel more special. And so, you know, I, I don't mind that. You know, if a girl makes the first move, go for it. Obviously, okay. point two, change it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, I love that. No, it's good to hear because I feel like there's a lot of girls who are yeah. like a little too shy or feel like they should be like they yeah. should wait for the guy to make the move. But I don't know. Sometimes like you don't even know if the guy would or like the guy doesn't know if the girl's interested. So sometimes you gotta like do a little something, something to grab their attention. Um, yeah, so yeah. I like it. Okay. Okay. So how are you meeting the ladies these days, Mark? Social media. Honestly, I think, uh, because of the pandemic, it made going out so much harder. And so social media is mostly my primary way of meeting new people. I just, okay. if I happen to come across someone's picture or something like that, I'll comment. And that's kind of my leeway in there. And we just take, take it from there. And then, you know, I shoot my shot, jump in the DMs. So okay. that's how I typically Mark, do it. Yeah. what kind of comment yeah. are you leaving on girls' Instagrams? I need to know. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. I mean, it really does. Are you like, hey, hottie? Or is it like something a little bit yeah. more, <laughs> less, a little less creeper stuff? I don't, I don't try to... Oh yeah, I'm definitely not going for creeper status. I no girl likes that. I don't even like that. But um, I um typically it just depends on the picture. What's going on in the picture? If I see, you know, if she's holding a dog, I'll comment on the dog. Really, something oh, just to get her attention. Something that kind of you know stirs conversation. Yes. Know? Nothing this like creepy good. heart emojis and like oh I'm looking at you. Yeah. Okay, this is good because this is actually a big part of how Ken's and her husband met. So we we love this. The Instagram comment is great. It shows, hey, a little bit of interest. Exactly. (laughs) But it went the other way. I, like, commented (laughs) on a photo of of him. um, And then he slid into the So I kind of made the first move, you know. So I feel like that's good. You got to put yourself out there. Right? I know. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Mark, we're recording this podcast today about the girl who's, or for the girl who hasn't dated much. Um, And I just want to know what you would say to her for the girl who really hasn't like had that year long relationship, or maybe she hasn't even had her first kiss, or maybe she's 23 and like, still just has barely dated like what would you say to her how would you want to encourage her um what advice might you have for her um would just love to hear your perspective on this 
Yeah, absolutely. So for the girl who hasn't really dated before, and I've actually here recently, I've talked to a woman who hasn't been in a relationship ever. And it's, it's a weird experience because uh, you don't know how to like navigate conversation. But I will say for me personally, one of the things that I really enjoy when talking to people who are in this particular situation is the level of confidence that they have about themselves. And that's one thing I would say, even before you get into dating, before you make sure you're real confident with who you are, because it's so easily, it's so easy for you to change who you are to agree or to fit the mold that somebody else wants for you. I've, I mean, I've even been in that boat, being honest, I've been in that boat where I've changed the mold to fit the type of, you know, picture frame that a woman wanted for me. So for any woman out there who hasn't dated, you know, before you even start dating, make sure you're real confident with who you are. And you're very bold on that. You know, this is who I am. And present yourself as that person. Like, just be confident in your identity. Be confident in your character, your personality. If you're quirky and you're funny, you like to make jokes, don't automatically become this very stern, stoic person to fit, you know, some guy's agenda or whatever the case may be. Be confident who you are. Just be real confident and just show up. That's good. That's so good. I think we really need to hear that because it's so easy to like fall into the category of just insecure because of that. And so, yeah, I don't think that it matters and really is irrelevant in the long scheme of things. So, yeah, I love it. Wow. So good. Mark, Mark. the word Oh, my goodness. Shared so much good stuff, things that I know all the girls are going to love to hear. And Mark, give us your Instagram since you're a social media guy. Let's hear the Instagram if any yes, girls you know, need to look you up right now. Uh, yes. So my Instagram or my uh, handle for every Instagram I have is backseatbishop. Backseat.bishop. So awesome. Twitter, Instagram, and then on Facebook. Mark Kelly. I've met a lot of people on Facebook, so I don't know. That's true. I don't know. Maybe the grandma's out there in the world. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh, it's coming back. It's on the up and up. (laughs) It is. It is. All right, Mark. Well, thanks so much. And let's get into our episode. Okay, Uh, we are super pumped about this whole conversation. Ladies, this is for you. If you're the girl who maybe A, hasn't dated much, or B, maybe you've never had a boyfriend, or maybe you haven't had your first kiss yet, and maybe, just maybe, you've started to feel some anxiety around that, like, oh my goodness, is it ever going to happen for me? Like, what if I don't know what I'm doing? What if I never figure this whole thing out with dating and I just know for me, I didn't have my first kiss for a long time, and I was really nervous about kissing. <laughs> maybe yeah. those of you who haven't had your first kisses yet, maybe you just feel like you know what you're going to – you know. You know. It's just going to come to you. And mm-hmm. so this is for all of those ladies out there um, who are maybe just – haven't been in a relationship but maybe still have that desire and want to know what does it look like to begin to press into that? What does it look like? What do you do with that desire? How do you process yeah. that with Jesus? 
And then how do you take some action in that? And so we're going to kind of talk through all of these different things in this episode um, and give you some practical tips. We're going to uh, give you some things to begin working on in your waiting. And then um, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a, a good yeah. episode and one that I wish I would have had when I was like maybe 21, 22. And so I'm ready yeah. to jump in, Kens. Are you ready? Yes, same. I am especially excited for you to talk first and just share a little bit more about like your story in this because um, I love that this is a part of your story and I want to know how you felt um, like you just said it was like forever until you had your first kiss and felt like forever until you had your first boyfriend and all of that and I know so many girls are in your same shoes so I don't know I would love to hear more and maybe start there. Yes. Okay. So just for the, you know, the story here, I didn't have my first boyfriend or I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 22. Um, and I don't think I had my first kiss until right around that age as well. I can't really remember exactly, but, um, are you I, saying that your first kiss wasn't your boyfriend? <laughs> I am saying that. <laughs> I don't remember Uh-oh. how old I was. Uh, I know. <laughs> it was a summer Scandalous. love. Summer wow. love that wasn't my boyfriend. I oh, know. no. Scandalous. Know. No, it's okay. The Lord forgave you. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember kind of this all happened. Like I didn't have my first boyfriend until post-college. And I remember so many times sitting around and having conversations with girlfriends just like on a Friday night, Saturday night, and everybody talking about like – their boyfriends or their experiences or, oh my goodness, playing that game, Never Have I Ever. I hated that game because I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be exposed that I'm like a goody-goody two-shoes who's like literally never done anything, has no experience. And I remember feeling like a lot of shame and embarrassment around it. Like I really did. I thought that like it was something that I needed to hide. I thought it was something that like if guys found out that about me, like they wouldn't want to date me. They wouldn't be interested in me. And so a lot of times I would kind of give off this facade or pretend like I had more experience than I had. Like I would just kind of laugh my way through those conversations or like, I don't know, even probably make up like little white lies here and there. And I think it's just because I was so embarrassed because I thought that I was the only one. It felt like all of my friends had had a million boyfriends and kissed a million boys and all of these different things. And I just felt so behind. And it wasn't until I started to just not be embarrassed about it and just kind of be open about it and frank about it that I started to find out that actually so many girls around me were in the same boat and were in similar seasons and had similar experiences. And it was super cool because I remember like sitting in a group of girls one night and like saying like, yeah, I've never kissed a guy and I've never had a boyfriend and feeling like, oh my goodness, this is the moment where everyone's going to be like, what? And instead, like four of the girls in the room were like, oh my gosh, me too. And it was just a really sweet moment of finding community in that and finding friends in that and finding out that I wasn't the only one. And so the first thing I want to say to these girls, to all of you girls out there who are listening to this, like you must relate if you chose to listen to this episode, I would just say to you that you're not weird. You're not the only one. Uh, It's not 
abnormal. It doesn't make you uncool. It's actually something really beautiful um, that I think God can really move within and work within. And you're not behind from everybody else. And you're going to have to like catch up or make up or like guys are going to look at you differently or think you're weird or all these different things. It's actually something to be proud of. It's actually something uh, to see as beautiful and original to your story and your own experiences. And so that would just be the first thing I'd want to say is that it's nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed of. Like own it, rock it, be proud of it. Uh, and you might be surprised at how you'll find so many other girls around you that feel similar or the same way or have the same experience. Mm, yeah, that's so good. That's like so, so good. I think that's like the biggest thing. And I'm glad we're hitting on that first because I just think so many people who haven't dated or had that experience, they start to like, yeah, they start to just like not even tell the truth about that. They start to act out of character. They start to act out of their insecurities. Like they start to get so insecure about it that they just start kissing anybody or doing anything. And so, yeah, I just really want to empower and encourage anybody listening that this is like a beautiful place to be. Like a guy who um, gets to date you and be with you in the future is so lucky because you have protected your heart. You've protected your emotions. You've stayed rooted in Jesus. And I just really want to empower you to just build confidence in this and be a person that just like talks about it more honestly and openly because I think through that conversation, we're all going to be able, as like women, we'll grow so much more confident in it, you know? So, yeah, that's so yeah. good. And, um, I just looked at, we posted on Instagram and asked people like, which episode was, should we do? And at least 480 of you listening voted for this, which is yeah. so cool. Like it double outvoted the other episode. And so <laughs> you're not alone. Also, uh, this is so funny, but we have a dating personality quiz and the most popular dating type is the cautious. And the cautious are typically the girls who have never dated, never been in a relationship, maybe never have had their first kiss before. And and it's our most popular dating type. That's what I mean by this is not abnormal. It's not weird. It's more common than you know. And so yeah. um, nothing to hide or be ashamed of. So yeah. you're not weird. You're not behind. So many girls can relate with you here. So That's it. so good. Okay, let's keep moving. Uh, the second thing that we really wanted to encourage you girls in is this topic and conversation. <laughs> you know I'm distracted by the siren. Uh, yeah, I'm you so are. Sorry. It's okay, guys. There, she lives right next to a... Uh, I live right next to a fire station. <laughs> um, So sorry, guys. Okay, so the second thing is to know or discover your why. And I think so often when we are these girls who have maybe never been in a relationship or never dated, some of us start to actually feel ashamed of the desire within us to date or the desire within us to be in a relationship or to get married or to have a family um, because it just doesn't seem to happen for us like it seems to happen for other people. And so we start to kind of like bury that desire. And in a lot of ways, that desire can turn unhealthy because we stop taking that desire to Jesus and letting him fill it. And we start letting everything else fill it. And so as a single girl right now, what I would really challenge you to do and encourage you to do the very first thing is 
figure out your why behind wanting to be in a relationship or wanting to have a boyfriend um, or wanting to get married is really dig in with the Lord. Sit at the feet of Jesus and figure it out. Because for some of you, those desires might have turned a little bit unhealthy. I know for me, mine turned pretty unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. I was lonely at times. I was bitter at God at times. Um, Mm. I wanted to be like everybody else at times. And so those things started to drive my desire to want to be in a relationship rather than a Jesus-centered desire for covenant and for um, finding someone that I could love, serve, and honor God with. And it was more about me not feeling lonely. It was more about me not standing out and being weird and being different. And it became more about me just like wanting to have fun and wanting to like fill my time. And those are really unhealthy things that I think I started looking for relationships or guys or people to text me or attention from guys to fill these voids in my heart rather than letting Jesus fill that void first. And then everything else just being this overflow, uh, almost just like cherry on top to the identity that I had found in Jesus. And so I think it's so important that as a single girl who's maybe been single your whole life is before you even start dating, figure out your why behind it. What is driving you to want this? Uh, and really bring that to the feet of Jesus. Lay it at his feet and let him kind of rearrange and realign your desires with him. Yeah, that's so, so good. I think our why probably also determines our who, like who yeah, we're going end up with, right? Like if our why is rooted in bitterness and loneliness and like, just this like desperation to just have somebody and anybody, I think we're going to end up with a guy that's just hot, like just because we wanted to beat out our friend or like we're going to end up with a guy who's, who's just um, successful or or just like where. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And yeah, I think that when our, when we backtrack, when we bring that why to Jesus, he really will rearrange, um, it and bring us to, to somebody who's rooted in him, somebody who we can see actually like being a partner in the kingdom of God with somebody Mm -hmm. who's going to empower us, who's going to teach us, who's going to lead us. And our who is really going to change. Like, I think it almost will be totally flipped on its head. Like who you think you want when your why is rooted in um, like that covenant and in that partnership and in that kingdom mindset totally flips. Um, yeah. And so I think there's a lot to figure out there as well. Oh, that's so good, kids. Yeah. Dropping a word. Your wow. why determines your who. And yep. I don't know about you guys, but when I was single, like – I think like it was so easy to get distracted and to really let the enemy begin to speak into the who part of it of like, Mm. oh, well, you could you could date him like it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like maybe he doesn't, you know, walk with God as closely as you wanted. But like, you know, you could make it work. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's so good is even before we're fixating on who we need to fixate on why and focus on our why. So I love that so much. Um, Yeah. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, because I think this is just as important, is you also have to really begin to dive into and understand 
your why nots. Uh, so I think often when we're women who have never dated, you know, never had a boyfriend, we just think that we don't come with baggage. Like we don't come with some of those things from, you know, maybe girls who've been in tons of relationships before. Like we think we're like, oh, we're good, you know, pure white as snow. I got nothing to worry about. But I think oftentimes, even in the like the waiting and the disappointment and things like that, we often do kind of develop baggage or there are things, there are fears that develop, there's worries that develop, there are anxieties that develop. And we just kind of push them aside and don't address them and deal with them. We think we'll just address them when we get into a relationship. But what would it look like to do that now in your singleness? Um, I know for me, a big reason why I didn't date and why I never actually got into relationships with people because I had was because I had such a fear of getting rejected. I was so afraid of it. The first guy, like I remember in high school, the first guy that I ever really liked, like, never fully wanted me. He kind of just rejected me over and over and over again. And so I kind of built up this narrative in my head. It was almost this game I played with myself of like, well, I'm never going to get rejected again. I'm never going to want someone more uh, than they want me. And so Mm -hmm. I would just play it so safe. I would literally like maybe be interested in someone, but I would turn my feelings off in a way because I was like, no, no, no. Like, what if they don't like me? And I don't think I can go through that again. And so I had to really, in my years of singleness, like assess that in me of like realizing that I had this like deep fear of rejection. I had this like deep fear of it not working out and like looking dumb or looking stupid or looking inexperienced, all these different things that I had to really wrestle with. And I was able to wrestle through that in community. I remembered so many talks with girlfriends and kind of just like getting to the root of that, getting to the bottom of that, and then taking that to the Lord. Journals upon journals. Like I used to journal like a fiend, uh, like in college, (laughs) just pages upon pages of like laying that at the feet of Jesus and, and assessing that with him and trying to understand that with him. And so just as much mm. as you're unpacking your why you want to enter into a relationship and why you want to date, I also want you to begin to look at why haven't you and what might keep you from entering into it in the future? What fears, what worries, what doubts, what anxieties, what insecurities might be keeping you from something good and something God ordained in the future? Yeah, that's so good. There's so much conversation to be had between like you and Jesus there too. Like he's like the perfect man to like be in relationship first with our with our why nots like for you yeah. with that rejection like to go to God and be like this is honestly and like this is honestly I think that word honest when it comes to our us not being in relationships is really hard for us to admit but like going to God and being this is honestly how I feel like tell me otherwise or speak into this and like he is like He's the man you want to go to before any other man because he's going to be honest back. He's going to help you grow. He's going to be kind and loving and understanding and rebuild that inside of you. Um, And gosh, yeah, we could spend so much time here with Jesus before meeting anybody, like years and years of um, intimacy with just him. And and that's so beautiful. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. 
Okay, so we are reevaluating our whys. We're reevaluating our why nots. And the third thing we want you to kind of reevaluate or reassess is your checklist. <laughs> and yeah. ladies, we still want you to keep those standards high, of course. I think this is so important. But mm-hmm. I was listening to an episode, a podcast episode from Kate Warman from Heart of Dating, and she was sharing about her own experience. And she used the line, um, to date the unexpected. And I liked that a lot because I think that there oftentimes maybe our checklist turns into more of our preferences, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> our preferences mm-hmm. of like, I want them to be this tall. I want them to be this age. I want them to have this career profession. I want them to talk like this. I want them to be super popular, influential. And if we get really honest with ourselves, our checklist has become essentially a list of preferences. And uh, therefore, we kind of just look past so many awesome and amazing people. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, I kind of was thinking about in my own process was of like, like dating and relationships was my checklist started to become like what I thought I should go for, like what I thought other people would expect me to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because I work in ministry, I, you know, run a big nonprofit ministry, all this stuff, I started like feeling like, well, I need to date the pastor. I need to date the like awesome, most awesome man of God ever who is just like preaching up a storm and doing all these big flashy things in ministry And so often I would meet these guys who like loved God and had amazing hearts for the Lord, but maybe they weren't like in the profession of pastoring and it felt like that wasn't the right guy for me so often. And so I think that was just my own like thing that I had that I had felt like God was wanting me to step into when I totally got that from my own preference or Mm -hmm. from what I thought other people would prefer for me and not actually God's heart where I was just looking for a man who was in love with the Lord, who expressed that love in different ways and was passionate about it. And it's so funny because now like being engaged to Tyler, like he's has amazing gifts in like, I would say like pastoral things, but he's not a pastor. He works in sales. And I'm so <laughs> thankful and grateful for that because it it looks different. And I think all of you guys know, like he's six years younger than me and I would have never picked that. But wow, it was incredible to date him. And he's so many of those things on my checklist, like in terms of like heart for the Lord, heart for people, um, a heart for, for just and things like that, but yet my preferences looked different. And so I think just mm-hmm. reevaluating that and also assessing like what things are on my checklist that are just like things that I think other people want from me and not like what I actually desire. Yeah, that's really good. I love that about your relationship with Tyler that it was like you always say that it like just totally caught you by surprise. It was nothing you would have expected, like out of the left field. And like there's so many reasons for that. One, I think the the sentence of like when you're whoa, oh no, more technical difficulties. <laughs> Um, but truly when you're like really investing in your God-given passions and purpose and spending more time in that, like 
he, he things just like pop up. Guys just pop up. Things come out of left field. I think that's just really true. And I think that's so part of your story here. And then also the fact that he is younger than you. He's maybe not already a pastor or whatever. Like all those things like just totally caught you by surprise. And I just love that part of your story because I think that like we miss a lot of opportunity, like a lot of good guys, like a lot of godly guys, a lot of really special people because we're so fixated on our preferences. And this maybe isn't everybody, but I think it's definitely somebody who's like so caught up in getting Mr. Mr. something special, fancy pants that like she's missing, maybe somebody that God really does want to surprise her with. So I just really, honestly, it's tied to humility too. Like not thinking so highly of yourself. Like we don't like, we, you know, when we humble ourselves and think less of ourselves and not viewing ourselves as like not walking out the door being like, I'm hot. I'm something special. Look at me, boys. Check out this crop top and my booty booty going on. Like <laughs> when we <laughs> when we get out of this mindset and we walk out the door like humbled and seeing people, like we just see people that like that others aren't seeing or maybe are under overlooked and we see people that God sees. And like, that's really what you're gonna see when you like start walking out the door with more humility. And gosh, this is, can be reflected in so many ways. It's the way you walk out the door. It's the way you're posting on Instagram. It's the communities you're investing in and why it's, um, yeah, it's so, it's the way you dress. It's the way you hold yourself. Like, so many different things like that. And so, yeah, I think humbling yourself is just really tied to this category as well. And I think you'll yeah. be really surprised who God brings or shows you when you are able to step into humility. You know what I mean, though? That's so good. I love that. Right? Yeah, reassessing your checklist with humility <laughs> yeah. and saying like sometimes like we're looking for things in people that we aren't even ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like. And so I think that's really beautiful. I think oftentimes we're so obsessed with what we're looking for that we stop working on ourselves. And so yeah. we stop like looking for that in within us and asking God to like bring that out of us. And I think what's so true is oftentimes when you're like living your life to the fullest and when you're walking in the ways of the Lord, like it happens so much more naturally. And yeah. um, those people just happen to be in your circles and in your spheres. And uh, yeah. I really believe that. And so I think for all of us, it's just like, looking at your heart and what you've been desiring and just like making sure that you are looking to be surprised and you aren't looking for one type of person and you've boxed God into only being able to move within like two boys on the planet because you have such high uh, <laughs> checklists. And so I think just like giving God space to work on your heart in that way is really cool and really important. And so – yeah. Uh, I love LOL that. at the amount of what did I even say in my last spiel? I was like, fancy pants, booty lips, yeah, booty booty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've I never know, that talked was like that in my life. Wow, that was awesome. Okay, so 
I wanted to just close out this episode with some tangible tips for putting yourself out there and finding your man because I know you ladies, like you're like, I love all this stuff. Good, good. Yes. Going to go to the feet of Jesus and do these things this week. But where do I meet the good ones and how do I meet them? And what if I'm nervous? And so we wanted to give, uh, I think we have five, five super quick just tips for you uh, to what this can look like. And the first one is so funny because Mark in our interview said this, but I believe this with all my heart. Mm. Ladies, guys are looking for confidence. Confidence is so key. Um, I think figuring out how do you have that like almost Holy Spirit boldness within you where you're like, I'm amazing. I'm and not like prideful, but like, because we talked about humility, but also mm-hmm. like I deserve uh, a relationship that is is beautiful and is like God-centered and all of these things and knowing what it is that you bring to a relationship and walking in the confidence of that. Guys love confident girls. Like I can tell you like if you ask Tyler, like, what was he immediately drawn to in me? He would tell you it was my confidence, like that I was confident in the things that God had placed in my heart and life. And I was walking firmly and boldly in those. And I wasn't trying to get him. I wasn't like, you know, out here like, ooh, let me show off. Like I was walking confidently in the things God was doing in my life. And that attracted an awesome, amazing um, man of God. And so I think that's so key and so important is to be confident in who God has created you to be. Yes, that's good. And just quickly to add there, that doesn't always look like being like the most talkative girl in the room or extroverted or outspoken. Like confidence isn't always seen like that. You can be quieter or maybe a little bit more reserved and still just like so like know the things about you that are special and your gifting. So it doesn't have to look maybe the way that you've always it envisioned it looking. So build your confidence. That's key. Okay. The second thing we want to talk about is not being too available. This is, you guys, this is just real. This is so practical. First of all, you should really, you shouldn't just be like doing nothing with your time. You need to be, um, you totally need to be pursuing like the things God has placed in your life, whether that's people and community and, your friends, your family, or maybe for you, that's um, like a career God's put in your life or a passion that's God's put in your life. Like literally for us, we didn't, or Max is about to get married and I didn't get married until a little bit later in life. And truly like those 28 years were filled to the brim with people, with plans, with um, whether that was fun trips with girlfriends or investing in church community, serving. And then it was also like delight and building this passion and calling. And it was the best decision ever is the best way to spend my time because I didn't just sit there wondering and waiting and desperate. Like when I met Josh, my life was full. And I know Matt can say the th- same thing when she met Tyler, like, her life was full. It wasn't empty. And I think that's so important when you first or when you're there out there in the dating field, you need to be not too available. And boys don't even like it, you guys. Boys don't love it when you're just lingering around waiting at their beck and call. It's definitely a turnoff. So fill your life and have fun doing that. <laughs> yes. Kenz and I were coaching a friend the other day and texting a boy. <laughs> and we were like, yeah. not that you play games, guys, but like if you're available at their every beck and call, like 
they like the chase a little. I've just given you real big sister advice. You know, if they're asking you to hang out every day, why not one day just be like, you know what? I can't today. Maybe tomorrow. You know, like they love that stuff. So don't be afraid to make them chase you a little bit, ladies. Okay, (laughs) ladies. So our third practical tip for you is to not be afraid to flirt a little. I mean, I think the guys need some help. You got to show them you're a little bit interested. So, you know, don't be afraid to strike up some conversation, hold some eye contact from across the room, maybe respond to a few stories, you know, slide in those DMs a little bit, like a little something intriguing. Um, I know for, I hear so many girls who like have crushes on boys and like haven't talked to them and they've like had a crush for like six months or a year. Like, let's put out some feelers, like yes. show them at least let them know you exist and that you like live <laughs> on this planet with them. Um, yes. And give them a smile, hold their eye contact. Like, I think that it's actually in some ways, and flirting helps kind of like just break the ice and yeah. I think it helps a guy know, like, okay, this girl's interested. I can pursue her. Um, That's true. And I think it's just like takes the pressure off as girls too to like, have to just sit here like a perfect little angel and and wait for a boy to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. This might scare some of you out there, especially if you're the cautious, especially if you haven't dated much. This whole topic probably makes you want to die and cringe, but we are empowering you. We are actually forcing you to flirt a little bit up in the upcoming <laughs> week or months because it will build your character and it will build your confidence. And it's just like really fun and funny, to be honest. So get your girlfriends together. Come up with the most brilliant idea, the flirtiest thing you can do. Have a little cheer squad pump up speech and then just do the thing. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to at least try once. You need at least one failure. And it's going to be amazing, you guys. Truly, it will. There is this one boy at church that I had the, a crush on for the longest time. And like I swore – we would like make eye contact with each other from across the room. Like I really thought he was super into me. So then one day we finally got into conversation with him after church. And like, I was like, Hey, we're going to lunch after like, you guys should come like he and his friends. And it was kind of awesome because we finally go to lunch and I'm like, he was not into me at all. (laughs) And it was like kind of awesome and hilarious though, because at least flirting helped me find that out. Like I threw out the bait and he didn't take and so then I knew, okay, move yeah. on from the church crush boy. And it was That's helpful. Right. You can close the door and move on to the next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't about you personally. It's just, you know, his own little thing he's got going on. And God's got something better for you. So That's do, right. Yeah. Okay. So the next thing is we want to empower you guys, um, you know, to ask your friends to set you up. This is key in getting yourself out there and out and about. Like truly so many good relationships come from friends of friends. Like people are always like, how do you meet people? Sure, you can go to like show up to church and get involved in church, show up to community groups, you know, volunteer at a local marathon. You can do so many different things to meet people and you should do those things. But honestly, one of the best ways is to ask people to set you up. So put yourself out there, ask a girlfriend, slide into somebody's DMs. Um, I think this is kind of fun. And I've heard like so many people meet their husband 
through doing this. So if you just need some practice, if you want something tangible, a first date to go on, like maybe you need to make this happen for yourself through uh, asking uh, for a setup, which leads us to the last point. Leads us us to the last point. Yes, this is what I'm passionate about. And this is to, in your dating journey and process, is to take the pressure off. I think sometimes when you have never dated anybody before, you suddenly like get this idea in your mind like, I'm going to date one person for one week. We're going to fall in love and that's going to be my husband and we're going to live happily ever after. And the truth is that sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. And I think there's also this narrative out in Christian circles that's like, you know, you date to marry. And so if you don't know if you want to marry them from laying eyes on their Instagram, then you shouldn't even go on a date with them. And I just want to kind of dispel that myth because I think about it like, okay, like you're throwing darts at a dartboard. You know, like every time you throw a dart at a dartboard that you're going for the bullseye, right? Like we're going for the bullseye. But when you throw a dart and it literally hits the ground and you're like, oh, I messed up. I didn't hit the bullseye. You learn something. You're like, okay, next time I know how to take a better shot at the bullseye. And so you get a little bit closer and you get a little bit closer. And so you can still date to marry like with the expectation or like the idea that like, hey, we're going for the bullseye. We're going for the long haul. But also don't be afraid to fail and to mess it up and to not get it perfectly the first couple of tries, but look for what you can learn from each try, from each guy that you date and he's not the one like what can you take away from that? What can you learn from that to better help you identify what that might look like in the future? And Mm -hmm. I had a lot of missed darts in my dating. Once I started dating, like I had a lot of missed darts. (laughs) I went on a lot of dates that weren't it. I dated people, like had boyfriends that weren't it, but really, truly every single one of those experiences helped me to get to that bullseye at the end. And so I just think, keep that as your mindset. Yes, we're going for the bullseye. We're going for the long game, but there's something to be learned in every single miss. And I think that takes the pressure off. Like the first guy you go on a date with does not need to be your husband. Uh, You can go on a date with a guy, learn something, grow, and know what's better for the next one and the next one and the next one. And so I hope that encourages you. Like it doesn't have to be a strike, a like home run on the very first date you go on. Yes, that's so good. I love it. I really hope that this episode in so many different ways um, encourages you to kind of put yourself out there, try something new. Um, But like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, like really spend some time with Jesus and unpack some of this stuff. Um, Yeah. Build, have him build that confidence inside of you again. Start being like, Start walking in confidence of your singleness, of your super singleness, like a super, super singleness, like rocking it and knowing that this is exactly where God has you. Know your why, know your why not, um, and really start living into these things. Rearrange your checklist. But I also hope we gave you some practical tips to sort of like just do the thing too at the same time, (laughs) which is kind of fun. So fun. Oh, Oh my my goodness. I love it. So all of you girls who have not dated much, never been in a relationship, just know that we are on your team and we've been there too and can relate to this feeling in so many ways. But I just believe that there's so much goodness from the Lord to experience in this process. And so 
lean into that, trust in that more than anything. And we love you guys. And uh, we we cannot wait for another episode in this dating series. This is so much fun. This is so fun. Get ready for next week. It's going to be amazing. All right. Love you, fam. Bye.